Welcome into another episode of the Down the Road Podcast. I'm Nick Runowitz, voice of your Lakeland Magic. We got a great episode set up for you here today because we're talking to a first-team all-G-leaguer and, of course, a two-way player with the Orlando Magic. Of course, B.J. Johnson is joining us today. He is inside the bubble with the Orlando Magic as they are currently in a battle in the first round of the NBA playoffs with the Milwaukee Bucks. So let's get to our guy, B.J. Johnson, who's in his second season with Lakeland and, of course, now with Orlando. B.J., man, I really do appreciate you making some time for us. Uh, I guess I'll start with the with the simple and easy question, man. How how you doing inside the bubble now? You guys have been in there for just about five weeks. Uh, I'm doing well. Um, starting to get used to it. Uh, <laughs> kind of becoming a new normal for us. But uh, outside of that, um, just soaking up my time here, trying to learn as much as I can while I'm here, and just going from there. All right. Well, let's let's start with the the series against the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll kind of work backwards here because. Uh, you guys are mm-hmm. 1-1 in that series. As we're recording this, Game 3, we're recording this on a Friday. Game 3 is on Saturday. This should drop on Monday. So we don't know what's going to happen with Game 3, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it's a magic win. So you guys are up 2-1 in the series. Now, um, let, talk, me, talk to me a little bit about what it's been like for you because you have been on the bench watching these games. What's the intensity been like? in these first two playoff games without a crowd? What has that been like? Have guys been able to kind of ramp up the effort? Because it, at least defensively, the Magic have been able to do that. Uh, I think it just, that just goes to show, like, the group of guys we have. Um, no, not not having fans in, in the stands is definitely different. But I think, um, no, we just locked in from – we're just locking in from you no know, shoot arounds and practice and you no know, once the ball goes up for that jump ball, I think everybody's just locked in and the that's pretty much all we're focused on. We're not really focused on you no know, getting energy from anybody else except for us. Um a lot of people don't didn't give us a chance and didn't think uh, you know, we would be in games in these games. So I think um you no know, just Feeding off each other and us giving each other energy um, has definitely helped us and has definitely you know, prepared us for you know a long a long series. Yeah, a lot of people did not give you guys a chance. Uh, I was talking with Wes Iwandu and Melvin Frazier last week, and I mean, I even even I kind of said, you know, Melvin, I mean, how do you guys at least make this competitive? So I guess you would even put me in that group, but. I think people looking at the series after game two, it is 1-1, would say, okay, Milwaukee kind of figured it out if you're just looking at the final score. That was a hard-fought game that, you know, the the Magic, you and the Magic kind of uh, kept competitive even late. What what was the feeling, I guess, in the locker room? I'm not really sure. Wherever it was, after the game, what what, what were you guys feeling after that game in terms of just how that one played out? Because I, I do think there were some positives to take away from that game, even in a loss. Uh, we just, you know, try to stay positive. Um, we know we did some things wrong that, you know, we easily can fix. Um, we kind of dug ourselves in a hole early on and, you know, just trying to battle back from that was you no know, tough. But, uh, you eliminate, you know, the first quarter, you know, we played a pretty even game. So I think, you know, we went and watched the film and, uh, you know, seeing what we did wrong and seeing where we can correct some things. And I think, 
know, going to the game tomorrow, we'll you know try to try to adjust and you know uh, try to avoid you know those early mishaps. Um, you know, try to you know punch them in the face first instead of you know them punching us in the face first. What's it been like just watching Nick Vucevic? That guy's on another planet right now. Is this is it kind of like a pitcher when he's throwing a no hitter? No one wants to be anywhere near him uh, with how he how he's playing right now. The guy's gone for over thirty in two straight games. Uh, he's he's locked in unlike anybody else right now. Um, yeah, he's playing extremely well. Um, he's been pretty much doing that for us all year, and you know a lot of teams struggle finding you no know, scheme to you no know, stop him, and then. Um, he's talented enough that you no know, one teams decide to you know try to double down or whatever it is. You know he's um, more than capable of you know hitting the open guy, and you know we have we're trying to you know put shooters around so that you no know, it makes it easier for us and easier for him you know to you know read the defense and you know get get some points on the on the scoreboard for us. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, B.J. Johnson joining us here on the Down the Road podcast. Uh, B.J. and the Orlando Magic currently in the first round with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, B.J., let, let me let me ask you, I got a couple of quirky questions just in terms of observations. Um, the bench is in the bubble because you, you, got, yep. you guys are all separated. It's all six feet apart. Um, the bench is in the bubble. More comfortable or less comfortable than the benches in normal arenas? Because they look really cool from TV. Are they are they cool at least? Um, I mean, I feel like they're the same seat. <laughs> it's are just they? more room. But um, I think the setup kind of you know takes you away from the game a little more than it would if you were you know all sitting together or you no know, front row. But uh. Uh, it's pretty much not more more to it than that. Who's the loudest guy on that magic bench? Um, I would probably say Mike Carter Williams. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me at all. Another? Are you guys both? You guys are both Syracuse guys, right? You played one year at Syracuse. He he played at Syracuse, didn't he? Yeah, I, pl- I had two, and oh, I two. think he had. I think he had two as well. Yeah, he was. I, I know Maybe he was one. there. Yeah, I know he was there at one point. At one point in time, because he murdered my USF Bulls when he came to Tampa once. I remember him just absolutely killing us in in one of those games. Um, so Michael Carter Williams is is the loudest guy. Um, let me ask you a little bit about life in the bubble. What what have you been doing inside of the bubble for the last five weeks? I did hear from David Steele you were the first or second best fisherman on the team. So I know you've been fishing a little bit. Yeah, uh, I mean that's probably when I do get, like go out. That's probably what I do most of the time. Like I order <laughs> early on, order the fishing rod. So when, even if I can't like get on a boat, I could go to a dock and fish. So um, that's pretty much what I'm doing most of the time. Um, got my video games in here. So what are you playing? Pretty much either fishing or video games. Uh, I'm big on Call of Duty Warzone right now. I'm awful at it. I gotta be honest. I I can't. I get in there. I'm a Halo guy. I I nothing makes me feel older than playing video games now because everyone's better than me. Uh, Call of Duty is really really popular, and every time I get in there to play, I just get murdered for like 25 minutes, and then I'm I, I I'll just I'm, I'm sick of it. So you've been playing a lot of video games. You've been fishing. Uh, what is what is the 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 hanging out situation? Is it is everyone just kind of sticking to their individual teams? Are there guys kind of from different teams all hanging out? What is it like just kind of in terms of days off in the bubble? 
Um, for the most part, it's like pretty much team orientated. But um, you know, every now and again, you'll see a couple guys from like a couple teams from different teams, you know, together. But uh, it's kind of tough. You know, everybody has different schedules, so um, you now you always know when your team has practice and, and stuff like that. So most of the time, it's usually just you know us being around our own teammates. Got it, got it. Okay, so I mean, you see guys around, you say hi, whatever. So for BJ Johnson, give me give me your three favorite guys on the Orlando Magic to hang out with, or at least the three guys you've been hanging out with the most inside of the bubble. Um, for me, I would say uh, Gary, um, Vic, and the third would probably be uh, Ag or T Ross, maybe. Okay. Okay. T- One of those two fighting for the third. <laughs> T Ross seems like a cool guy. Seems like T Ross likes to have fun. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Big video game guy. Oh, is he? Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, I asked Wes Wandu about any uh, shenanigans, any any pranking that's been going on inside of the bubble. He was telling me that guys have been stacking trash in front of each in front of people's doors. Uh, have you witnessed any shenanigans? Is there anyone you want to out right now as as being pranksters inside of the bubble? No, I haven't seen none. Oh, come on, no, no, nothing. Just give us a, just a conversation between me and you here. Just give us a little something. Nothing. Nah, I don't have nothing for you. All right. All right, BJ Johnson joining us here on the Down the Road podcast. Let's get let's get into your uh, your Lakeland Magic season this year. Uh, it was your second year in Lakeland, BJ. You averaged 15 points a game in your first season. In this second season, um, it was it was just kind of a step up all the way around in terms of just being a scorer, in terms of being a facilitator, um, a three point shooter. Oh, what what was I guess when you look back on this season? How did you really feel like you grew as a player? Um, bouncing between Lakeland and Orlando—that's that's not an easy thing to do on a two-way contract. Um, I think it was just a you no know, a confidence thing for me. Um, you know, last year, uh, started the year off like average. It wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like nothing extraordinary and then um you know the the more I got used to you know just playing with those guys and um got used to like the playbook and stuff like that um my confidence just got higher and higher and I ended the year on a you know, strong note with those you know couple of 10 days and then finishing out with Sacramento and then um you no know, this year just you know getting that two way it was just I know, like another another notch of confidence. Um, you no, know, it just told me that you no, know, like this organization, you know, believes in me, has faith in me, and then, um, I just carried it on from there. Um, I had that little uh, opportunity in it in L.A. Um, I thought I played pretty well, and then, you know, coming back to Lakeland from that, I'm like my head was just like swollen, like I was just like filled with confidence and you know, I just carried that with me and you know, the rest of the year. Yeah, that's gotta be a really big that was the B J Johnson coming out party, the West Coast game. That's right, LA Lakers, Staples Center. That was a that was a big game for Magic fans and that was a big game for you. Uh and that like you said, it in terms of a confidence boost to go back to the G League after that, you have to be looking at everyone else saying, Hey, if I just did that in the Staples Center, I can take any of these guys out there. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, no, I think like every after I come like went from Orlando to Lakeland, I think, um, or like the NBA in general, just back to Lakeland this year and last year, I think like that first game back, I probably got to be averaging like thirty points. <laughs> so I mean, like the confidence, uh, just having confidence and believing yourself, you know, goes a long way. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it absolutely does. BJ Johnson joining us here on the Down the Road podcast. Uh, BJ, I, I want to ask you a little bit about playing for Stan Heath. You played with him for two seasons. Uh, since he became the head coach, no one has won more games in the G League than Stan Heath. Uh, what's your experience been like playing playing for Stan these last two years, and 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 learning how to how to stay on the good side, and 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 how to just how to play for him? Um. It's, it's really not that difficult. Um, I think I'm one of the like those, you know, low maintenance guys. Um, you know, I come to practice every day, no complaints. You know, after wins or losses, come to practice every day, try to get better. And then, um, you no, know, Stan's one of those guys who, you know, he's gonna play who he trusts. And I think from day one, I showed him that you know, I was just there for like basketball and. Wanted to like I wanted to buy into the system, and you know, the first year, um, I did a good job of doing that. Then the next year, it was kind of like he didn't really have to say anything to me anymore. It was kind of like, um, he was looking, looking, he was telling like the other guys, like, look at me for, um, like to see like what to do because I'm always trying to be in the right spot, trying to you know, give him my all. So, um. I think over the time, over the year, two years that I've been with Stan, I just continued to, you know, build up trust, and you know, I trust trust his schemes or get things done, and he trusts that, you know, whatever, you know, he tells us to do, that you know, I'll be buying into it as well. Yeah, it's real simple with Stan. Uh, you know, I knew him when he was at the University of South Florida, and uh, now, of course, in Lakeland. And if if you if you do your job, uh, you get you're going to be okay. And it, it sounds, you know, sounds like. That's exactly what he appreciates about you, and and that's what makes him easy as a head coach too. Is just you, you do what you're supposed to do, and and you're not going to have any problems. Um, let me ask you a little bit about this season because it felt like this La- the Lakeland team, and I know you were bouncing between Orlando and Lakeland. Um, you know, actually, before I do that, let me let me ask you about that. What is it like as a player playing a game in Lakeland, then getting on a plane, maybe going to a road game or going back to Orlando, and getting with the NBA team, is it is it hard just to kind of keep your head straight in terms of where you're supposed to be when and and all of that? Um, Not really. I mean, I think you know, both front offices in Lakeland and Orlando do a good job with, you know, coordinating things and making sure that you know, like, where you need to be at you know, a certain time. So um, I think the hardest part is probably just, like, the travel Um you no, know, once you're in Orlando, is I mean, it's pretty much just business. Um, most both of our teams, you know, try to like mimic mimic each other in in terms of like schemes. So um, that definitely helps. But I think like the hardest part is just like the travel aspect of it. Yeah, no, I totally understand. This might be a dumb question, so just tell me if it's a dumb question. But uh, from the outside looking in, sometimes I do wonder. For a player in a two-way player situation, I want to say your situation. Um, are there times where 
you'd rather or a player would rather play in a G League game and get the 30, 35 minutes of, of run rather than maybe play five or six minutes in an NBA game? I understand NBA check aside, but it, it, it has to be kind of tough to keep a rhythm when you're going up and down like that. Uh, I think that's tough. Just for the simple fact that I mean, I feel like everybody would rather play yes. in an NBA game. So um, dumb, qu- dumb question. I get it. Okay, no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but uh, I think it's, it's it's easier when like you get caught up and you don't play versus like like you said, going up and then playing like six, seven minutes. Like that's that's a pretty like decent amount of time you know for a two-way player and I think with like seven minutes a game like if you're that good of a player I think you can be able you'll be able to show like flashes and glimpses of what you can do in seven minutes um like if you go up and just don't play or get in like at the last minute of the game you know in the blowout or like whatever the case may be that's something different and then you probably would rather you know be in, in the G League playing 35 minutes but um, for me, I think, um, just be, because I've seen like the NBA front office and like business aspect, you know, my first year a little bit, um, for me, I think every opportunity I get with Orlando, you know, whether it be like a minute a game or whatever, I think, um, I just try to prepare myself as, as best as I can for like opportunity, whether it be, you know, 15 minutes or whether it be one of them five, six minutes in. So um, for me, I'd rather be in Orlando um, as opposed to the G League. But, I mean, it could – I feel like some other people might feel differently about it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I think that's a good philosophy to have. B.J. Johnson joining us here on the Down the Road podcast. Uh, B.J., is is there a little bit – obviously the season – in the G League gets canceled. I feel like I felt like the Lakeland team was playing their best basketball at the time the season got canceled. You guys had wins over some of the best teams in the league. Is there a little bit of disappointment on on your side that that they didn't get to play out the playoffs and see where where you guys ended up because I thought that you were one of the best teams in the league when the season got canceled. Uh it definitely was a disappointment. Um like you said, we were playing our best basketball. You know, we had just got Mill back. Um, you know, we had Josh back. We had me back. We had Vic back. We had Melvin. So, I mean, we had a full – we were at full strength, you know, towards the end of the – before the, you know, they shut the season down. I think we really, you know, started to, you know, figure out what we what we struggled with a little bit in the beginning. And um, especially the way, you know, the season ended last year in Lakeland with that budget beater, I think that, you know, the few people that's still in the roster wanted to, you know, get that back. And uh, I thought we had a good chance of doing that this year, but, you know, we cut the season off, cut the season short. Yeah, you had to mention the buzzer beater. I never want to hear the words Theo Pinson again. I'll tell you that. I never, never want to hear those words again. Listen, BJ, man, I appreciate you giving us some of your time here today. It's been great watching you in Lakeland the last two seasons. It's been great watching you get the time in the NBA when you get it. And uh, listen, I... Continue to shock the world, okay? I know you guys are playing hard up there, and, and I think I think you can make this a tough series on Milwaukee and, and shock everybody. So I appreciate the time. Yes, sir. I appreciate it.